0: Join me right now back on the show is UFC Bantamweight Slasher, Chris Gutierrez. What's going on, Chris?
1: I'm good, bro. How you doing?
0: Good, good, man. Uh, the last time we talked, you are stuck in a snowstorm. How's the weather now up there?
1: <laughs> uh, it's hot. It was
0: 102 today. 110? God damn, that's hot. No,
1: 102. 102. Oh, 102.
0: Okay. That's still yeah, hot. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's still hot. <laughs> it is. But I mean, it's, a be- it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You know, you get to get out and and go walk and, and at the park and and you know just go hike some trails without it being snowy and cold as balls. You know.
0: You know up there when you do hike, do you see a lot of animals? You know, you always hear about people getting attacked by like cougars and and bears and all kinds of wild stuff. So, is do you see animals?
1: I've seen I've seen elk, deer. I I've seen one ram before, and I As soon as I saw it, he looked at me, and I started walking back down. I was like, nope, not going to chance it. Because he was, if, if it was a, I don't know if it was a boy or girl, whatever it was, it was huge. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to, because it was like, there were trees, but those trees were like really tall, and I was like, I don't know how fast I can climb that. All it needs to do is catch you one time, and then you you got a broken hip. I was like, I don't want to chance it. So I cut my hike short. But but, but about that, I don't hike like after like seven o'clock, you know, like when the sun starts going down, that's when they say don't, don't, you know, it's a little bit more dangerous. So I just, I do it in like the middle of the day.
0: Yeah, definitely. You, you need to see what's going on, right? You don't want to just hear some noises out there. Like it's like Friday the 13th or something, right?
1: (laughs) Oh, now I'm going to be thinking about Jason when I walk up there, damn it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get back to uh, your fights, you know, your fight. UFC Nashville, you got the victory, your first victory in the octagon. Did you feel that you got to show, you know, most of what you're capable of?
1: No, of course not. No, I, I just felt like I got to show a little part of me. Every fight, I, I mean, every day I develop, You know, I get one percent better every day. And uh, actually, today, man, my coach worked on me, worked with me on some, on some little stuff, man, that just blew my mind. And I was like, oh my god, how did I not know about this? And like I said, just that little example, man, I, I, I grow every day and just there's so much knowledge at Factory X with the coaches, the, you know, the whole staff, all the teammates. And we all just pour into each other, man. It, it's just a good camaraderie. And I mean, I'm glad and I'm just I'm ready to showcase what I've learned since then.
0: In that fight, McDonald, he was leaking all over the place. When you see an opponent bleeding like that, what goes through your mind?
1: Feels good. It was good. I don't know, man. It's like I said, <coughs> sport ain't for everybody. Some people be like, "Oh my god, you like to hurt people." I don't give a shit what they think. I don't know. Just something about seeing a, another person break. You know, you know, especially when you go toe to toe with another man. When you see that person just break, when you break their will, man, that's that's like an that's A drug. It's a drug, you know. But you know, we're professionals and, and we just do it in the cage, you know. And uh, but. You know that's that's our profession. That's what we do. You just try to go for the kill when you see that. When you see that, you know, you just it's like your animal instincts kick kick in.
0: You had a lot going on leading up to that fight. You know, you're going through a nasty custody battle. Did you get that resolved, or is it still ongoing?
1: <laughs> Got a little worse, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually it was actually on the path to going right. I had like. 10 to 15 more visits before i was able to get my son unsupervised visits and man that was that's what i was looking forward to i could i could be i could be a real father at that point i could take my son to the park i could take him to the aquarium you know somewhere be just me and him and, and not only that i could bring my family down and just you know what i mean like you see what i'm saying i could just get that one-on-one time with my son and just show my family their their nephews and their grandson you know and but unfortunately man um they gave the uh they gave a year and a half the option uh, they gave a year and a half year old child the option to choose if he wants to see me or not and of course there was some intervening with that you know and uh they cut they cut my visits they suspended my visits because he didn't want to see me and so it's been five months since I've been able to see my son. So it actually got a little worse.
0: Mentally and emotionally, it must be very draining for you, you know, especially, you know, while going through a training camp. and uh, But you performed well, man. You came through. You toughed it out. A lot of people would break, but you pushed through. You know, what keeps you pushing?
1: I have to. I I have to. I, I, I say this all the time, man. I, I'm unbreakable. I'm I'm stubborn, man. I'm stubborn. I'm hard-headed. I I just don't know how to quit. And I have I have something that belongs to me, man. I have a little 2-year-old that that needs his dad, you know? And what would, what would I be to him if I just quit, you know? I I I, I couldn't imagine I couldn't imagine uh, him going up and and you know, me looking at him in his eyes and he says, "Hey, how come how come I'm just not going to meet you?" You know? I would lie to him and be like, "Oh, you know, things happen." No, in reality it was like, I quit. I gave up on you. I can't live with that. I can't live with that. I have a family to support, and and I have a little one, to um to get back, and and that's that's my vision, and and that's that's what my that's what my main focus is.
0: In a world, you know, where a lot of men they run away from being a father, you know, and you. You're like I want to be the, my, you know, I want to be a father to my son. I want to be in my son's life, you know it. It just doesn't make sense to me, to be honest with you. You know, you want to be in your son's life, and and they're trying to block that. It doesn't make sense, man. Um, you know, I feel for you, man. Like it's just, uh, it's just hard to, you know, understand. You know, what I mean, And me being a father too.
1: I appreciate that, man, and, and I, I wish, I wish I can get answers. I, I really wish I can get answers. You know, I'm. You're right. I am a father, and I'm a father first, and I want to be a father, you know. And but they don't let me. I don't know why, you know. But everything happens for a reason, man. You know. I'm I'm a true believer in that, and uh, I've gotten closer in my relationship with God, and and I I leave it all to Him. And at times I, I get down, you know. I get sad, and I get I get worried, but ultimately, man, I <clears throat> I've learned to use that negativity and, and use it as, as, as fuel. And, and, and it, it just motivates me, man. It just motivates me. It, it just it lights a fire under my eyes. It's so, so strong. And I'm just, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I'm ready for August 10th. If we were to fight tomorrow, man, I'll be ready.
0: Well, August 10th, you're going to Uruguay for your next fight. You're, I think it's your first time fighting in a Latin American country. Am I right?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How does it
0: feel, man, ex- to be able to fight in a Latin American country?
1: Man, it feels good, man. I, I, I have no, what's it called? Like I have no weight on my shoulders or nothing, man. I'm going in there with an open mind. You know, I have, I have two countries going to war with me. You know, I have my mom's country, Guatemala, and I have my dad's country, Colombia. You know, and, and like I said, I'm South America takeover. You know, I, I got two countries behind me. I can't lose, man. You know, I I won't lose. I I refuse to. I'm not going to break. And like I said, man, I'm excited. I'm getting excited talking about it.
0: Being able to speak Spanish, I think, is going to benefit you tremendously when you go down there. You're doing media. You know, you you get an opportunity, kind of get the support of maybe another continent behind you, man. How how big how big are you on that opportunity?
1: Oh, it's it's amazing. It's 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 a it's an amazing. Um, so it's, it's, it's amazing to be able to speak multiple languages you know and and spanish is, is is you know i consider it my primary so you know to be able to speak spanish and be able to to communicate down there very well and do interviews in spanish and and so my my parents countries can understand you know what it takes what i go through you know, who I, who I think and, you know what I mean? Just want them to, to be able to understand me also. You know what I mean? And it just, it's a good feeling. It, it's, it's nice.
0: You're facing Geraldo de Fretas. Pretty sure you've probably watched, you know, some film on him. You know, what are your thoughts on his skill set?
1: Uh, I mean, he comes out of a, a good camp. He trains at, uh, I don't know, how you say it? In Noviau gym yeah. in Brazil with like Jose Aldo and all them. I say, that's a it's a prestigious camp, but Factory X is something di- different. You know? At the end of the day, man, he's just a face. That's all it is. I don't give a I don't give a shit about the name, who he trains with, what he's got. At the end of the day, he's gotta prepare for me. You know? And and on any night, man, I'm a problem. I've said that before and I'll say it again. You know, I'm gonna be a problem for him. Like I say he's gonna come out strong, so am I. Only difference is I'm not going to break his, and I'm going to prove it. And I'm going to show it.
0: Have you been in the gym the whole time since your last fight?
1: Of course, of course. I train full time, you know. And um, like I said, our, our our gym is ran different. You know, our head coach, Coach Mark, he runs he runs a tight shift, man. It's a uh, it's a uh, it's like I said, you're a professional athlete and. And he holds you accountable to everything, and and it's so amazing, man, the way the way it all works, you know. And you'll see, you'll see, uh, yeah. But I I've been in the gym full time uh, every day since since uh, my last fight. You know, I took my I took the week off to uh to recover and and have some downtime and eat, you know, the good food that I like. And uh, I went down to visit my parents, and uh, then when I came back, it was back to business
0: going back to Factory X, you know, coach Mark Montoya, I saw a little video of you doing a little role reversal. You were holding pads for him, you know. What was, is uh, <laughs> <was> that
1: fun? <laughs> what? Is that fun? No, I mean, so that's called Katika's Learns. So, we have a, a, a teammate, his name is Yusuf Zalal. He's Moroccan and, and the, the, the guy cannot say my name to save his life. He cannot say Gutierrez. He's like, a, I mean, literally, he's like, like Gutierrez, he's like Katikas And I'm like, Jesus. So that's my nickname in the gym. It's Katikas. And that's what they that's what they call me. So it is what it is. And you actually hear my coach say it. He'll be like Katikas He'll you know, yell out the codes. He'll be like, Katikas, Katikas, and I was just like, Oh my god. But you know, I'm used to it now. It's funny because people be like, Hey, who's Katikas? And I'm like, me. And he was like, Oh okay. He was like, Can they not say your last name? I'm like, No, everyone can except Yusuf. So it stuck with me. But that those clips is called Katika's Learns. And what it started was, my coach was like, it was after jiu-jitsu. He was walking away and I went up to him and I was like, This is what I said. I said, Coach, I think I can beat you in the clinch. He says that I said, Coach, you know, like, I'll beat you in the clinch. So he was like, All right, you know, I gotta show this guy who who's boss and he had to show me up. So we have multiple videos of, of him just beating me up. Katikas learns, right? Like, learn not to, like, step up to him. And every now and then I'll get, like, crazy hair and be like, yo, coach, like, I think I can beat you with this. And he'll be like, all right. And then somehow there's a camera around and it just gets video recorded and me getting beat up. So this day was me holding pads for him. And I'm not the best at it. And he was just bawling me. And it was, like, not fun because the guy kicks like a horse. And I was just like, oh, man. Not fun, not fun at all.
0: Well, you know, it's, it's good to see that you guys can keep it light and you have a good relationship with the coach where you guys can kind of joke around and have fun. You know, it's not always serious, even though market, you know, runs a tight ship.
1: No, exactly. Exactly. You know, coach, um, they did a a little video of the gym. Um, you know, we were runner ups for best gym in the world and, um, we're going to win this year coming up or next year coming up. Um, but they did a little clip, man, and if you get a chance, watch it. He talks about the relationship he has with the fighters. It's, it's actually really nice and it's so true, man. The guy has so much wisdom and so much knowledge. It's actually pretty, uh, you know, you get goosebumps from him talk about it. It's, it's pretty nice. So If you get a chance, check that out.
0: Now, before you got into camp, training camp, did you focus on anything in particular?
1: I focus on myself, man. I try to evolve in every aspect of the game. So I have been working you know my my whole my overall game, you know, stand up, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, scrambles, everything. And like I said, it's, it's just an overall in a gym. That's all we work. So it's that's all I've been doing is just focusing on me, every aspect of myself. And and you know not only that, you know, I work on myself as a person first and foremost. That's that's one thing that um you know, Coach Mark is very adamant on is work on yourself first because when you're at peace with yourself and and you feel good with yourself, fighting comes naturally. But when you have the weight of the world on top of you and then you're going to combat with somebody, I mean, you drown. You know, the cage is only so big, right? And you have you and an opponent in there. Then you got a ref in there. And then you have all this stress on you. I mean, that cage, I mean, that, that cage gets small really quick. You know what I mean? You got all this stress. You got an opponent that's trying to take your head off. Man, it just it consumes you. And that's one thing I've been doing. And I've actually gotten really good at it. And I'm in a better place now mentally and physically. I've just, most importantly, I've, I've worked on myself. I learned to love myself. I learned to love again and, and just have a relationship with God. And that's what I was that's what I was uh, needing. That's what I was, um, I was lacking. And, uh, it's helped my overall game, man. Honestly.
0: While focusing on yourself, you know, have you had it added anything to your routine, you know, since your last fight recovery, gymnastics, movement training, you know, anything?
1: I mean, no, I mean, I got, I got some supplements from, um, a a company uh, called Nutrifex, And, um, Man, their their vitamins and their protein. It actually it actually like it's like the, the vitamins man, it's actually like helped, like bones and stuff like that, like you know, healing. Also, man, I've been taking C B D oil with uh chirp house. Mm-hmm. And uh man, I was never a believer of all that until I started taking it. Man, and it, it works. It works. And so that basically and just you know, and just and being smart listening to your body, you know, if if you're hurt. Um, you know, you listen to your body and, and you try to work around the hurt. You, st- you know, you still got work to do, but you still got to work around it. And like I said, just listen to your body and, and try to take the right things, you know?
0: No doubt, man. Now, the Bantamweight division, you know, it's been in chaos for the last six months. TJ Dillashaw gets popped for EPO, loses the title. Suhudo demolishes Marias to become champ champ. You know, when this was all going on, what was going through your mind?
1: I mean, I don't know. I was like, you know, <clears throat> I don't know. Then You look at TJ's physique, you know, it's like, eh, like he kind of knew it, you know. So it was just a matter of time. Um, You know, it is what it is. I, I, I you know, I got to roll around with TJ for, for a bit, and I was like, man, this guy is strong. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm strong. You know, I can. I can say I'm strong for the bantamweight division, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's strong." When you got some of our 55ers going, shit, he's strong. It's like mm, something's a little suspect, you know. But overall, man, you know, he he apologized. You know, he he got tore up about, you know, tore up uh, from it. You know, the internet roasted him and, and just let him have it. You know, I'm sure that is killing him itself, you know, the guilt and, and, and losing the bell and doing all that, man. I'm not – who am I to judge him for that, you know? And I'm not going to sit here and judge him for it. That's what that's what I was thinking the whole time. It's like, you know what? He messed up. He's getting penalized. I mean, that's a big punishment already. On top of that, everything else that was happening, I'm like, you know, what he does is his own business, you know? I was just focusing on me and what I can do to get better. Watching the Sahuda Mariah's fight, man. I was like, man, Mariz is coming out strong, but he was coming out. I, mean, in my opinion, he was coming out like too strong, and I was like, ooh, like he's throwing heat. I'm like, I want to see how how long he can keep this up. So Huda was like, yeah, I'm just buying my time. He's smart, man. He's smart. He's a smart guy. I, I you know, I like this tactic for that fight. He just stayed in his shell, you know. He covered up well and took some bombs, and I was like, okay, my turn. And I mean, TKO. You know, I think it was very impressive. And now he's a, you know, he's a three-time champ. You know, he's an Olympic gold medalist and he's a two-weight division champ, 25 and 35. I can't hate on him. I respect. I, I respect his hustle. You know, it gives me something to look forward to. It gives me something. It motivates me. You know, I'm watching all these top 15, top 10 guys and how they perform and what they do. You know, if, of course, my my my, I want to move up the ladder and I want to fight for the dot. But more importantly, I want to be the champ, you know what I mean? It's well, you got in this to be the you know, the greatest in the world, not to be a contender, you know, not to be a gatekeeper. So but I'm enjoying the process as it happens and as it goes, you know. I'm not rushing it. If the opportunity presents itself, we'll take it. If not, enjoy the process, you know. And and that's what I'm doing. I'm just enjoying life, enjoying the process as it goes.
0: Your next, you know, your fight coming up. You go in there, you take care of business. You know what? What do you plan on doing for the rest of the year? Do you plan on fighting? You know, once, twice. What do you? What do you want to do?
1: I mean, so going here and you know, you know, I'm gonna get the, I'm gonna get the dub one way or another. But you know, I, I hope that you know, I, I come out not that banged up. You know, I also hope my opponent doesn't get hurt either. You know, I always, I always pray for me and my opponent. But um. You know i have a job to do but for me if i don't come out too hurt i'd like to fight before the year is up you know october november december one of those times uh if i fight august more, more like november december you know like to have like to be able to give my family and my son a little nice christmas present you know and um yeah that's that's my plan
0: what about uh december in korea would that be interesting
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it would be interesting. It'd be interesting, you know. That fucking jet lag, though. That's the only thing I'm like, ooh, how did yeah. that go? But other than that, man, it's an experience. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to miss out on an experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if the if the opportunity presented itself and it's a, you know, it's a good matchup and like I said, it, it's it's a team effort though. You know what I mean? If my coaches agree with it, my management team agrees with it, um, you know, then then if it's a green light we'll take it
0: but it got to make well, sense you know definitely well before you get into that august 10th you go to uruguay ufc on espn plus 14 chris man it's always good man talking with you breaking it down you know good luck on this next fight and the future man
1: i appreciate it man much love and i appreciate you bringing me on